Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> really good to have you in our uh, kitchen dining area thing with us. And uh, you you catch us now in, in week in week five. five. In week five. Already? Yeah. In wow. week five, where we, <laughs> we, we, we've named our little series, little series, it's quite a big series, uh, called Cultivate, which uh, is a series uh, talking about discipleship, but we're using the analogy of growing a plant from seed. Um, and so you'll have to go back and watch the other ones. I'm not going to re- reiterate, uh, repeat what those things were, uh, mainly because you know, maybe I can't remember them all off the top of my head. I should have wrote them down. I'm getting old anyway, enough. I can remember. I can remember last week. Uh, last week was about being watered. Being watered. Yeah. And so we had some feedback, which is always good. We just encourage feedback. We just love to hear from you. And I've been really blessed by the the feedback we received, either by email or or the social media groups that we've got going on. You know, or or even you know, if you're friends and you're part of Freedom Church, then then you've texted me as well, which is really good. So just a couple of feedback from last week. Do you want to go yeah. go ahead? So one of the families um, who have been talking about having a conversation within their own family unit. Um, just fed this back and said that we thought about the way that the watering by the Holy Spirit happens. Sometimes it can be a gentle shower and sometimes a deluge of rain. God the garden. A deluge. Deluge. A deluge. It sounds very posh, doesn't it? A deluge. A deluge. But like that. Yeah. Of rain. Yeah. Um, God the gardener sees what we need and our hearts desire to be filled by the Holy Spirit and sends rain to refresh, renew and grow us. Yeah. And I really like that. I think that we experience that watering in different ways, like they said, mm-hmm. can be a gentle shout, can be a deluge. Yeah. And God knows what we need. He does. And when we need it. He does, absolutely. And obviously we're talking about the watering of the Holy Spirit, just to remind ourselves we're not actually talking about a literal deluge no. of rain and or whatever. Um, okay, and then the other... The other uh, feedback we had was somebody who said I realised and we didn't touch upon this at all last week yeah and it this is a really good point it, it wasn't because it was controversial or anything like that it's just that we try and keep ourselves to about 20 minutes and you know it's quite limiting it's isn't quite it? limiting but we think it's good to keep it concise and we can't cover everything um, but maybe this one we should have done a little bit because it's quite why important but that's why we have feedback and joining yeah. in the conversation is so yeah. important wonderful so what we're talking about is speaking in tongues. Uh, if that's something alien to you, you don't understand what we mean. I, I'm I'm going to point. You know, let me just point to the internet and just just have a search, put charismatic kind of use of tongues and and things like that, uh, and and see and and what have you. Um, anyway, this guy says about speaking in tongues uh, is to remind me to remain watered and filled up. So they speak in tongues to remind them uh, to remain watered and filled up, or to get filled up when I'm mm. flat and empty, which can be often. We leak, don't we? We do. When I first began speaking in tongues, my Christian life felt as if it got turbocharged. I know exactly what you mean. Mm. Uh, It's a powerful gift. Uh, Must use it more purposefully. Uh, The other thought... Do you know, I want to pause because I've mentioned this before in kind of sermons when we used to meet, you know, physically. Um, But I remember I had a real struggle with with tongues. uh, Oh, yes. The gift of tongues, as it were... um, it just sounded really weird and, and odd and peculiar and something that if you're not a, you know, if you're not been in the Christian world, you don't really kind of understand it or get it. So that's why I'm saying it takes, it's going to take a lot more than just this kind of this morning to talk about this or this next few minutes. But I remember um, when I, when I eventually got over that and, and I, and I just let my mouth and my heart kind of speak out in that mm. heavenly tongue. I think like this person said here, it really did feel like a lot of light bulbs just popping on mm-hmm. in my head. And all of a sudden I began to understand verses in a way that I hadn't understood them before. 
because I'd, I'd started that heavenly communication uh, with Father God uh, through speaking in tongues. Anyway, um, the other thought that this gentleman had reflects on our ongoing topic of discipleship. Obviously, that's what we're talking about week in, week out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a beautiful verse in Deuteronomy 6, verse 7. Why don't you go ahead and read it? It is beautiful. It says, it's talking about um, God's commandments and it's um, saying to God's people, repeat them, God's commandments, again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. So basically, they're integrated in all of life. Um, and it's very natural, a very natural mm. setting to talk about the things of God together. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's and, great. And, and he said it's a bit like joining in this feedback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, and, and more so uh, because we can't meet together physically. Although we can, uh, and I might talk about this a little bit more as well. You know, we, we have our hangouts, our Freedom Church hangouts after every service on a Sunday. It's a great opportunity to meet and to gather and to talk, even though it's virtual. Um, so there are situations and places where we can do that. Okay, so let's 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 now go on to this, this thing. So number five. Yeah. So from the helpful website that I found that gives me all these things about how to keep seeds and plants healthy. Number five was keep them warm. Keep them warm. Seeds need warmth to germinate. Uh, Without warmth, they'd grow slowly or even not Mm. at all. They grow slowly or even not at all without any kind of warmth. So let's now pivot this and use it as an analogy now to talk about discipleship. Mm. So for me, um, when I was thinking about this, um, warmth really speaks about intimacy of relationship mm. with God. So, you know, God has made us for connection and companionship and to belong to a community. And, you know, we're invited into that community that exists eternally. So Father, Son and Holy Spirit, that is a community that exists eternally. And we're drawn into that um, you know, God draws us by his His love, draws us into that kind of Beautiful. circle of community um, and it's life-giving to us and it's where we find our um, true identity and our place of belonging, mm. truly belonging eternally. Mm. Um, so then, so that's where it all really kind of springs from, this, this whole idea of intimacy, of relationship well, yeah, and yeah. community. We're reflecting the Godhead. The Godhead is, is, is three persons in one. It's it's uh, it is the perfect community, and and yeah. we we are invited to be like you said we're invited to be a part of that through through the love of, of God and and that is that is just that's just the basis isn't it of, of everything? Do we have that community? Are we, are we part of that community? And mm. if we're a Christian and we give our lives to, to Christ, yeah, we we absolutely are. That's the fundamental, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah. That's where everything else flows yeah. from. So then, if we're if we Individually, recognise we're part of this 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 God Godhead community. Um, then, how does that work, kind of for us practically in you know right here, right now on this planet on Earth? What does that do? Well, it looks like it looks like the family of God, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So, yeah. so we realise that you know we're part of an extended family, the family of God, uh, His church. Uh, his people, his bride, his bride, yeah, um, and and so that's kind of what we want to focus on a little bit more today. Mm. Um, is is how do we work out community? Uh, well, listen, if if seeds if seeds can't grow well, or or if they can't germinate at all, 
then then the same uh, can be said for our spiritual growth and here here's a, a another tenuous linking analogy all right <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that most of us are aware uh, that when faced with life-threatening situations as we're all faced with them every single day life-threatening situations anyway go with me uh, such as potentially freezing to death <laughs> all right okay one way of keeping yourself alive is to cuddle up to another person. <laughs> really up close and personal. They all say all the survival yeah. guides and all that Bear kind grills. of... Bear grills. Yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's like, take your top off, you know, get into a sleeping bag, get very, very close. Very close and intimate. And, and intimate. Uh, and, and the warmth from your bodies keeps you alive. So whenever you're in those life-threatening, uh, freezing situations, um, you may find yourself needing to do that. You're not not going to do that are you you're, if if your life is threatened if your life's threatened you're not going to know i've got to keep my space now you want to keep yourself alive and it's the one from the body mm. that keeps you alive mm. so the tenuous link is uh we need this connection with other believers albeit in a less intimate fashion um don't all yeah anyway uh we we, we need that warmth okay that warmth mm. of relationship uh, that we have with other believers that they help us on our spiritual journeys don't they um from from the the warmth of a, a a large kind of church gathering on a sunday um or any other time uh, well that's what that's what i mean i mean obviously you know but when you're there let's just pretend that we're, we're still doing that kind of stuff uh, right now um prior mm. to covid uh, to covid we, we we could we could we're up close and personal with all sorts of people aren't we yeah. we're, we're, we're we're challenged by people we wouldn't normally associate with uh we um we have, we have to we, we learn to develop maturity to deal with people who think differently. Obviously, right now in the scenario we're living in right now, for most of church, we're still doing kind of video stuff and Zoom stuff. And that's what I want to allude to earlier. Uh, if you hang out with us on the Freedom Church Hangout, there's, again, that, that, there could be a way in which that helps you as well. You know, that if you, somebody might talk about something they, they found interesting and then in that hangout, we might go, well, I, I don't know whether that, that, that really... Um, that challenges me the way that you spoke about that and you know it, it's just an opportunity isn't it? let's not miss those opportunities whether they're physical or virtual to gather together with other believers uh, yeah. and so we can be encouraged and challenged and have our you know have our have our thinking um tested i guess that's that's one way isn't it yeah um and the other way is is to is is with friends in in kind of a disciple discipling moment mm. uh, environment sorry um yeah it's really important to have those relationships that can actually deal with challenge um because we they can we, survive challenge yeah yeah. That, yeah yeah that's really good yeah yeah and there's there's a closeness and a trust in that kind of relationship um that we need to develop and it takes time to mm. develop that doesn't it mm. but it's so vital to keep us on track and um one thing that's really been um, speaking to me as I've been studying lately. Can I just um, before you say yeah. that? I just want to talk about just that thing about the friendship thing. Is that you can you, you your friend your your friendship um, or your your discipleship relationship survives challenge because you you've got the best intent. You know that you've got the best intentions for that other person. Yeah. At heart. Yeah. You you don't want you, you're not there to cause that person harm, and you know they're not there to cause you harm. They're there. They're, mm. They want to. They they want to help you be the best, best you, uh, in in God. And That's trust, isn't it? It's it's trust. You know, absolutely. You have to have trust. Um, 
yeah, to be able to handle challenges. Mm. And like you said, yeah, know, know the other person's heart intention towards yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you sorry, you knew a saying. You were yeah. Me so um, uh, if you don't know, I'm doing um, an access course um, so that I can go on to study midwifery, hopefully next year. Um, and part of my module that I'm doing at the moment, it's about health and social care. And um, one thing I've been looking at is the importance of social support. So not social care, but social support. Um, and, and also what the lack of social support does. And social support is like referring to family, friends and community, basically, and the support that you get in those kind of very natural interactions. Um, and and how, um, how vital it is to kind of maintain buoyant in life and... Maintain, able, maintain what, sorry? Sorry, to, to, to maintain buoyancy. Buoyancy, okay. <laughs> to be buoyant okay. in life, to maintain buoyancy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. I had a bit of a brain blur then. <laughs> um, and, you know, to be able to deal with kind of life challenges yeah. that are not good, to deal with stress in life, um, to, um, yeah, just, you know, lack of that. Um, leads to isolation and mm. kind of depression and you know mental health problems physical health problems all of that it's been really interesting to look at that but as I've been looking at that I've been thinking about church and how you know we have almost this ready-made uh, community mm. you know like you said yeah there's people that we probably would never in any other situation choose to hang out with but we're put together with these people of God who, you know, the thing we have in common... Christ brings us together. Yeah, Christ does. Yeah. The thing that we have in common is Jesus Christ. And, it, you know, that is such a resource for us to it's draw so on, isn't it? And, and we, we, we miss it at our peril. And I, I, I think because, you know, going back to... Uh, the kind of you know relationships challenging and, and encouraging um, we're missing we're missing opportunities to grow if if we're, if we're not part of a, a community uh, and and you, you don't meet as a community and again it's virtual right now but there's opportunities to, to grow and to be challenged and to be encouraged um, in in those situations and we're missing an opportunity to be loved mm. because um, you know we we are first loved aren't we by God yeah and we love God. That's, you know, yeah. the first thing that we um, come to when we first believe in Jesus. But the fact is that if we're being true followers of Jesus mm. and disciples of Jesus, then we come into a family of God who loves us. And, and who show that love. Yeah. So I want to just read John 13, 34 to 35, which says, so this is Jesus speaking. So I give you now a new commandment love each other just as much as I have loved you for when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another everyone will know that you're my true followers so love is, is yeah. the center isn't it of of it all it's, it's what it's, everything else flows from it's one of the few commandments that Jesus gives isn't it it's and, and it's it's a commandment love one another and 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 then then people will know that you're my true followers so don't have a go at one another. Don't argue with one another overly. Don't, you know, don't get upset with just, just first and foremost, just see how I love you and then love like that. Love like yeah. that. And then, yeah. then everybody else who isn't in his kingdom yet will, will see that and recognize 
who we're following. And love can sound very airy-fairy, mm. but Jesus was certainly not airy-fairy mm-hmm. about love. Oh, no. And he outworked love. Yeah. And we're going to look at some things in a minute about yeah. um, you know, what, what that love looks like, what flows from that um, mm. loving one another. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. Um, encouragement. So let's talk about encouragement. That flows from love, doesn't it? So encouragement. So in 1 mm. Thessalonians, I'm going to throw a few verses at you this morning. 1 Thessalonians 5 from verses 10 to 11 says, He gave us his life. He gave his life for us so that we may share in resurrection life in union with him, whether we're awake mm. or asleep. Because of this, encourage the hearts of your fellow believers and support one another just as you have already been doing. Yeah, the next thing is that um, love looks like provoking one another to do good works. Mm. Um, not that everything is about the stuff that we do, but it says in Hebrews ten twenty four, discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. I really love that verse. Doing beautiful works expressions as expressions of love. of love. There you go. So beautiful. Um, just do stuff and it'll to be bless, beautiful. To bless. bless others, to <laughs> encourage others, to be uh, compassionate towards other, others. Yeah. Um, and, and again, we, we talked about the iron, kind of sharpening iron aspect, you know, like challenging and helping us uh, mature in our thinking. Um, well, that, you know, that's from, from Proverbs. 27 verse 17 as iron sharpens iron so one man or woman uh, sharpens and influences another through discussion i love the fact you've picked the amplified version yeah. through through discussion it just unpacks it a bit more doesn't yeah, it yeah. yeah yeah um another way that we can demonstrate love is by meeting practical and financial needs just like the early church did in acts it says in acts 4 34 to 35 There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. So that's another way, isn't it? Just being so practical, knowing what the need is, meeting that need. Mm. And I'm just provoked to say thank you, Freedom Church, for as long as uh, I've been a part of this community, which is a long time now. It's 20 years nearly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of you have been to Freedom Church or City Church leaders a lot longer than that. I have only seen nothing but generosity from from pretty much everyone. Uh, so financial true. generosity as well as sacrifice of time and, and other things. So keep on doing that. I just think I think you're brilliant. Yeah, and, keep being yeah, generous. Keep it's being generous. Such a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another one is is rejoicing with one another. So rejoicing with one another when things are going well, and grieving mm. with each other when when they are and obviously it's it's harder to be around grieving people it's harder to be around other people when you're yourself grieving whatever that grief might be it's not necessarily the death of someone close it could be a loss of some other uh, description it could be you know somebody stolen your car you can grieve that loss you know uh, and sometimes it's difficult to know what to say and 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 to be there so yeah we celebrate and rejoice when things are going well but it is important that we also grieve with each other uh, when they're not going so well and Romans 12 verse 15 just says that <laughs> celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve in other words put yourself in their place and just just be, be there for be them. there yeah just be there for them. yeah um i love this next one um and the way this verse is written um it's about bringing each other to restoration when we fall or we fail mm. 
Um, you know, I think the church is um, can be seen as a place where people are like told off for doing yeah. certain things and, yeah. oh, you didn't measure up to this standard or, you know, you failed and, you know, you need to do this now. But I love that it's about bringing each mm. other to restoration mm. and to that's, wholeness. Yeah, and that's the aim, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it, it says in Galatians 6, 1 to 3, My beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault, may the one who overflows with the Spirit seek to restore (laughs) him, which we talked about (laughs) last last week. week. Win him over with gentle words, which will open his heart to you and will keep you from exalting yourself over him. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one, that's Jesus, as we carry each other's troubles if you think you are too important to stoop down to help one another, <laughs> you are living in deception. <laughs> but yeah, that packs a punch, doesn't it, it, it at the end? It really does. But you know, oh, I just I just love that sense of it's not about I mean, you know, we talk about accountability, don't we? Mm. And I love the way of looking at accountability is not just hammering someone down, you did this, you're not living right, blah, you know, whatever mm. it is. But it's no are you living according to the call of God on your life? What he's spoken to you according to his promise for your life. And it's like raising people up to live godly, full, whole lives instead of tearing people down yeah. and battering them down. Yeah. And that, that that's what that verse speaks to me. Oh, and I love that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, in, in church, we, we um, quite often we only find out that someone is going through something tough. After they've come through it, mm, sometimes yeah, After, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether it's our culture and kind of infecting the church in that you know keep a strong upper lip and you know you'll get through it. And, mm. and I, but actually, the church is there for you. The church being a community of people, not a building. The building isn't there for you. The the people are there for you. Yeah. And 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 you know, like I, I said a few moments ago. It, yeah, it can be difficult to be around people who who need that kind of help, but that's we're here for each other for that very thing, to to rejoice when we rejoice, but to to go through through go, stand with people when when they're grieving, and um, you know we 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 need those we we need to recognise we have that as a community, mm. um, and I'm not suggesting we're not suggesting that everybody needs to know what's going on with you, you know, kind of overshare. Um, I guess, I guess, you know, maybe if that large community is, is still a difficult thing, there should be some individuals, some people who are your go-to people. And of yeah. course, in a discipling relationship, should be the person that's discipling you. They're your go-to person. You've laid out your heart to them. They, they, they've taken hold of that responsibility in a Christ-like way and are holding it gently and want to help you and nurture you back to mm. health in, in whatever way that might that be. That might be your discipleship triplet. Um, that could be in the, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we have discipleship so, triplets you know yeah. those two other people that you've you've chosen to um kind of let into your life really yeah. and be vulnerable yeah. with and yeah. you know you trust them don't you yeah, yeah and you find refuge in them yeah and listen yeah. it takes it takes vulnerability it really yeah, it does. does yeah it takes a laying down of of pride even mm. to to do that but i want to just tell you and remind you you know, yeah, we've got those subject triplet relationships as well, but we do have the wider community as well. We've got each other. We can warm each other up. <laughs> yeah. So we can be grow, we can grow, and we can be healthy.
Um, we're going to finish in a moment. I think you've got something last last thing to to mention. Yeah, just all those elements of kind of of relationship really that we've just mentioned. Um, you know, provoking one each other to good works and encouraging each other and meeting practical needs. All of those things. That is what provides that warmth. You just said mm. that. Um, that that enables us to grow and be healthy. Yeah. To grow in a healthy way, in a whole way. Um, we're not meant to live in isolation. That's not how God's created us. Um, you know, even even in this time of of seemingly, you know, various kinds of lockdowns and isolations, and we're not meant to live in isolation. So we might be physically isolated, but there are still ways to communicate, still ways to join, to be together. It's just you gotta think a little bit outside of the box, maybe. And it might take a bit more effort, and yeah, yeah. you know, but it's it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. so worth it. Don't don't be isolated in the cold, exposed to the elements. You know, we we live under the sun, S O N. Jesus, we receive that warmth of relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, that's a direct warmth that we get from that relationship. But we have the warmth through relationship with God's people, and Absolutely. that is so precious, mm. so precious. So we want to encourage you to, you know, reach out to somebody who you know God has put yeah. on your heart. Yeah. Um, you maybe know, maybe there's somebody who's you know for whatever reason they've begun to isolate themselves, um, and you know they're getting cold. Uh, you know, in, in the analogy that we're using, reach out with yeah. the warmth. Who who Christ. haven't you heard from mm. for for quite a while? You know, reach out to them, and also if you you know put kind of the other side of the coin, what do you need? You know, what what warmth do you need? What um, encouragement do you need? Reach out to somebody in that way as well and you know let's meet each other's needs yeah. and let's encourage each other and, and demonstrate that love to one another yeah, oh, yeah. awesome brilliant yeah. father um will you help us all from this point forward uh, by your spirit help us recognize those who um need the warmth of our relationship and 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 give us the courage just to reach out uh, and with all the grace and with all the care uh, that we have we have because of Christ. Let us, let us approach those who, who might seemingly be getting a little bit cold and, and, and help, you know, offer, offer the warmth of, of, of you, Lord yeah. God, through what we do. And at the same time, Father, for those of us who might be feeling isolated more at this, especially at this time uh, in, in what's happening around the world, Lord, um, give give us the courage as well. I pray for courage for you to 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 be able to reach out to others and say, "I need, I need help. I need help," and that that help isn't is is given, uh, and 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 you know they they can be there for you. Lord, just bless us all. Help us be all that we can be in you, yeah. as we bask in the warmth of your mm-hmm. son. Amen. 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 Bless you. Bless you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.